Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. Today, we are, we, well, we are joined with uh, Green Day Jared. Yes, I forget my nickname, Jared. Um, and KP. KP, uh, yeah. Pronounced like that. You can't say it any other way. There's only one way, guys. It's one way to rock. That's what Sammy Hagar taught us. One way to rock. You ever seen that movie, Heavy Metal? No. It's a music movie? I was about to say, he was in a band that had it's like animated. to rock. Yes, well, this was actually pre-Van Hagar uh, solo career. It's a, I don't like that. There's only one way. Van Hagar. Van Hagar. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what the people who don't like the fact that Dave left on his own yeah. accord. Yes, call it. It's never the same, man. It's never the same. What did we listen to this week? Uh, we listened to Radiohead, Kid A. Oh, I um, thought we were immediately going to the final segment. Of what we listened to this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just skip over the review. Wow. Uh, Radiohead puts out another weird album. Uh, <laughs> I didn't understand it. Anyways, I listened to Da Baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was Kid A, though. Um, Kid A is Radiohead's fourth studio album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was... At the time, um, it shot up straight to the number one, at least in the UK. Yeah, um, I remember reading about that, and I was like, "Dang!" I mean, it's really good. Um, and one thing that uh, I don't, re- I don't necessarily remember how critics reacted, but it, it, I think some were confused uh, because it is such a departure from what K- OK Computer was. Yeah. Um, some people have even called this just one one of just the most ambitious. Uh, just kind of switch ups, um, and any band has done at least within the past. This is over twenty years, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it's it's certifiably different, and it's experimental, and it's a little all like, over the it's place. It's very electronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I noticed more than anything this time through was. There's a lot of electronic sounds that sound really good, uh, and it also. Um, with this album, I I feel like it's trying, it's it's electronic, but I feel like the soundscapes it creates, and just you can like listening to this album, you can kind of like close your eyes and just kind of soak it in. Um, that's what I did listening to this album <laughs> this week was exactly that. I'm actually not going to be able to talk super much about the different songs because when I listened to it, I just kind of sat there and just <laughs> vibed along the just ride. Screw melancholy. Ex- <laughs> yes, the first time I listened to it, I listened to it twice uh, in one day for the first time. And the first time I was just like, well, that was interesting. And then the second time, uh, right at How to Disappear Completely into Tree Fingers, I was like, oh my God, I need, I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. Oh my lord! I yeah. was I was feeling it after yeah. those two songs. Um, w- and and with this album, um, Radiohead are not a very happy band. No, <laughs> no. Uh, even with Pablo Honey, they never were. I mean, oh wait, do do we have to tell you who Radiohead are? <laughs> uh, they're British. They're they Br- had a huge hit. They creep. They had a huge hit. That and- was. I would say somewhat consistent with what was also on the radio at the time. Yeah, and instead of it was more similar to what like uh, a candle box or uh, wait that was before that. I, I would say it was similar to maybe what bands that were trying to imp- 
to imp implement what Nirvana had accomplished. Similar to that. I'm a creep, you know, that kind of thing. Then, obviously, post that, the that record studio, the producers allow them to paint whatever picture they want, and nothing else is similar, right? Yeah, and then, and then they came out with the Benz, which is just kind of a better version of Pablo Honey. <laughs> and then it just keeps going. And then, yeah, it just keeps going, into then into OK Computer, and then into Kid A, which just completely just... Yeah, it's it's different than anything that now, came before it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is OK Computer kind of seen as their masterpiece? Um, yes. I, well, they one have of, one of them. They they have okay. three. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say people think very highly of, of three of their albums. Uh, those being OK Computer, Kid A, and In Rainbows. Um, In Rainbows is in some places regarded as their happiest album, which is kind of not true at all. Um, the bar is also really low. <laughs> I used to I used to have in rainbows and I would put it in like when I went to sleep because it's like calming. I just it was I thought it was cool that was that but that was literally I, I'm not knocking it that was just the moment in which I felt like I was ready for it if that makes sense. Yeah. There was that in like a cowboy junkies record I used to sleep to. That's very different. Um, <laughs> cowboy junkie. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. That sounds like something I would really enjoy. Pull it up. Pull it up. You like it. I feel like with this album, it starts off with uh, this You'll album. You'll dig it the most, Daddy-O. With this album, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let moments breathe for about one second and then rapidly pivot. <laughs> uh, with this album, I, 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 I have a book on uh, this album. Uh, it, it was one that you gave me. Um, not you gave me, but you said, hey, we were at Barnes & Noble. You said, hey, you'd probably find this cool, and then I got it. Um, I mean, you are a uh, music book aficionado. We have a bunch of them behind him. KP! <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, I like I like to read about stuff. Um, <laughs> we're, curr well, we're currently sitting in a room with there's like a couple bookshelves full of... Either mostly, wrestling or oh, mostly wrestling or music books, along with some uh, athletes and stuff. Yes, mostly biographies though, or stories of time periods. You know. Yeah. Should we start talking about the album? No fiction. Go for it. I don't do fiction. Um, start with the album cover. I'm not into make believe. It's oh, that was a Weezer reference. Okay. Um, oh. Yes. Let's get into the record, brother. <laughs> Out of every Weezer. Album you could reference the album cover. The album cover is super. You can really tell what the album is about. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because this album. It's like if you took the world and put it through like a. You know those videos where like, they'd put something through Google Translate, then they put it through a bunch of different languages. It's like if you did that, but with like the world. <laughs> so everything still has the same like overall vibe, but it's so. It's it's trying to make it's trying to make um. Uh, what's what's the phrase? Uh, non. Non-linear. You use it for VTubers. What? Uh oh, uncanny valley. Uncanny valley. It's trying to make like an uncanny valley for like music. I think it it <laughs> slots in pretty well. And too. and it does it super well, especially with what like what like how it's written. And the composition and writing is so good. Exactly. Right. You can oh you can like with. With the composition, you can tell, like, it takes influences from, like, Charles Mingus and Bjork 
and like the national anthem. Everyone should take uh, inspiration from the first two at the very least. <laughs> Bjork and Charles Mingus. I love Charles Mingus. Um, in the national anthem where it just turns into like a free fly jazz section. Yes, but it, it, it's good. The national anthem's just like a banger. It is. It is, and it's, it's stressful. In the midst of music me. trying not to be. Yes. And yes, it's stressful. It gives me anxiety. What I noticed a lot, especially uh, this go around, was a lot of the sounds and like compositions I heard were like emulated by other bands I like. Like, there's no way. Idiotech. Not idiotech, but um, Tree Fingers kind of reminded me a little of Aphex Twin. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Aphex Twin for sure. Well, Aphex Twin was doing that. Uh, a little earlier. Um, yeah. Uh, select, what is it? Selected Ambient Works? That came out like 96. Apex Twin is so weird, but it, <laughs> it's hard to, like, look away from their music. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is in a lot of the same ways, though, but oh my gosh, it's so good. And optimistic, too. It just sounds so huge and overbearing. I think that's, that's the thing that I'll harp on the most, is just, not just is the composition good, but it's also, it's perfect for eliciting the correct emotions. Like, the emotions that he wants you to feel. And, mm-hmm. in like, in every form jazz, stress and anxiety, the, the intense melancholy of something like Tree Fingers is just so potent. What's interesting here is that, too, Big sometimes words. with... Yes. Sometimes with the way he does things, the lyrics don't even matter. Yes. The, would, the mood is everything, and he creates mood with vocals... And the the lyrics are important. Obviously, he wrote them for a reason, but it doesn't feel like that matters because that's not the journey you're on. The journey is the mood. I feel like, in with a lot of Radiohead, their writing style is that they would not all the time their lyrics would make sense, but they have they always have to write something that in, elicits a visceral emotional reaction, they right? Hit, like how to disappear completely. I think you I were was going about, somewhere. I was about to bring up How to Disappear Completely as a phenomenal uh, how to example dis- of that. How to Disappear Completely is not only my favorite song on this album, it's probably my favorite Radiohead song. I agree, honestly. Well, <laughs> it's 100% up there for favorite it's, Radiohead it's, song. It's my favorite song from my third favorite band. It This is... it's so, It feels like being hugged by like a nuclear waste. It, it, right? it, it eats away at me every time I listen to it, where I just as the, the repetition of the lines in it, uh, I, I'm not here, this isn't happening. And the way Tom's voice just kind of phases in with the music yes. in, in the background. I feel like I'm being eaten away slowly when I listen <laughs> it, to it. It's its own, you have the instruments and his voice is utilized as one as well. Yes, Tom York's voice is, is very particular Mm-hmm. In a very perfect way, and he doesn't bother to try and enunciate no. for clarity because that's not the point. The point that's is this point. note flows into that note because, I just like the guitar, the bass, the sax, the drum, the keyboard, the synth, whatever. Just like all those are its own instrument. My voice is along with that sliding in and out of where it's supposed to be. And that's why I want to bring back the title track on this album. Is it's it's the one with the weird. Um, kind of robotic sounding voice that yeah. isn't Tom. Um, I feel like that there's a that, there is a good reason why that is the title track because that is kind of encapsulating what the type of world this album is trying to imagine. A world where everything is it cuz the voice feels kind of human but like not really. 
it's eerie, but it's also kind of soothing mm-hmm. in a very strange way. And let's go to it. And to a track that is completely not soothing, Idiotech. Um, that track makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it, but it's also kind of a banger. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's so good. The The styles of stuff on this album are kind of all over the place, but they're all done really well. And the overall emotional journey is so, I think, complete. Uh, all right. Um, just kind of reeling it all back in. Um, the last two, technically three, because there's an untitled track in there too. Um, I feel like that was a really good way to close the album. Yeah, I felt like I needed a minute after Motion Picture Soundtrack, which is also one of my favorite songs, because that song is... <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's just a, a lot to emotionally. It, it's, it's just like having that extra... It's probably not even two minutes of uh, Untitled. I'm just like... Oh, it's, it's 52 seconds. Yeah, see, yeah. For, for me, I didn't have like a... I know you didn't really ask, but... I didn't really have a favorite or least favorite thing because I, I view it as one complete story, and so I, I can't like say, in limbo. I did feel like there were two segments. I felt like the beginning was a journey into, almost an abyss, and they. I, I, I remember AJ told you something about how I was really depressed, and then I can't remember how he said it. it was eloquent. We were talking to him at work the other day, Ray and I, and he said the flip side of that was that at the end, you're kind of okay with that. I think that's what he said. He said, I feel like everything's terrible or horrible or whatever, but by the end of it, I was kind of okay with it. And to me, it was a almost like 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 you said, like he said, it's almost a journey into an abyss. And then it's not, I want to say the second part is a little more upbeat, but it's not like it's upbeat. It's more of a melancholy. You go from hopeless to it's going to, it, I'm okay. If it doesn't, everything's in its right it, place. If it doesn't become yeah. better than this, it's okay. Yeah, which yeah. is the weirdest place for to strive to. You know, but probably a spot we should maybe aspire to more often, considering how little control you have over your surroundings all the time. Uh, briefly, I want to talk about music from this time period, especially. Absolutely has that feel mm-hmm. of of just overall being lost in a world that is increasingly large. Right. You look around and you you see these horrible things happening and you have no control over that. Right. You individually cannot change the way that the world works. Right. It it often becomes very hopeless. Things may happen in your life that you had no control over by forces that you may never meet or fully understand. It's it's very prevalent, uh, like late 90s, early 2000s, and especially after 2001, I think. Yeah, because th- what it, happened after 2001? Oh, yeah, you, you wouldn't believe it. Um, no, but there there is a distinct shift in, like, post-9-11 music, especially in America. There's, there's often a yeah. break, depending on what type of music, but a lot of the... Uh, I don't want. I don't want to call it emo, but like not the the more melancholy types of music. Cause Interpol. See, yeah, <laughs> e- e- emo like, would be like a stage below melancholy, right? In a well, way. I just want to say all the like melancholy genres of music. I, not, I don't want to not just below is in worse. No, but B- below is in more depressed. Yes. <laughs> it's there's a distinct shift, and I think uh, albums like this and bands like Radiohead are were kind of the leading wave of that right and they were already they already were 
a big deal, but they were also maybe better equipped to um to push that that better equipped to send that message out into the world than other bands would be. You, you know what yeah. I mean? They were th- that they grasp it better and were able to go into a studio and recreate that that feel. Um, it's just great. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, and it just it's just it's, if you want to grow melancholy, listen to this album. Yeah, plant this in the yard and grow your melancholy. Yes, my my second favorite melon, right after cantaloupe. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say fantana. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good joke to make. No, I just really like cantaloupe. Uh-huh. We rating time. Um, I'm, I'm, what should should we? Shall we? Well, is it too or good to rate? Should, should or should this be one of those Godspeed you era unrateables? I think it is also one of those where it, it matters. Uh, your emotional state going into it and what you can glean from it. But uh, for this one, I feel a little more confident in rating it, so I'll probably give it a nine and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give it like a nine and a half yeah. too. Yeah. I'll give I'll give it a nine and a half too. And on some and on on a on a on a on a, on a, on a bad day, a ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I also think that again, it's it's massively influential on stuff that I really like. So I can't like, not. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you think, though? I give it eight. That's fair. All right. Um, so now we're going to stuff we listen to. Yes. Or things you should listen to, as you said that we <laughs> might do that sometimes. Okay. Um, so I, I listened. To, I, I I listened to uh, some more Radiohead. Hmm. Um. I I also. How melancholy are you feeling? No. Not. 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 Not really. In all honesty. How are your melons? Not. Not really. <laughs> They're very collie. <laughs> so what'd you listen to? Uh, no, no, well, I, I wasn't moving done. pictures. He wasn't done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I listened to the new AJR remix of all my favorite songs. It's not as bad as I expected it to be. It's not good. They just made all my favorite songs an AJR song. They had an AJR verse. It's it's. So they just made it worse. They they just made it like worse. This is what this is what you get for calling it an AJR song. This is what you get. I remember, I remember <laughs> you because you, you called me. You called me one night and, and and you called me when you were leaving work and you said um. You said hey, uh, were we doing OK Computer or Kid A? And I said, oh, no, we're doing Kid A. And he said, well, I guess this is what you get. Isn't even in the right key. And then I responded with, oh, (laughs) something, something creep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So, um, it's basically it. uh, Hey, what'd you buy at 12th Avenue Records yesterday? Revolver Records. Revolver Records on 12th Avenue. Apologize. And Dolce and Gelato. What'd you buy? You bought two records. Bought I bought albums. Um, records. <laughs> I only I only watch films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to records. Uh, yeah. Um, I bought I bought the Evangelion OST. 
it's so freaking good. Yeah, it was straight up. It was like $33. Oh, it's worth. Oh, <laughs> uh, my yeah. God. It was on like pink magenta splattered vinyl. Like I can't. Say magnifique. Yeah, I can't. Um, I also bought Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Um, lift your skinny fists like antennas to heaven. Classic. Probably better on vinyl. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Last time I bought Godspeed You on vinyl, it came with a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, you showed it that to me. There was a bunch of there was like a weird pressed coin in there. Yeah, it was, and I wasn't sure if that was like did that just fall in? No, <laughs> like, I think it had because because that album's trying to be like post-apocalyptic and stuff, so it's trying to be like, oh yeah, this is what ha the future means something. I don't know. But it was one of those weird. It was one of those like penny stretching yeah. machines you see at like museums. <laughs> it was just it was just kind of odd. I, I just didn't quite see the symbolism. Yeah. Um, so so um, that 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 was that was about it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I listened. Oh, I actually I listened to um, uh, Freddie Gibbs Pinata. Is that new? Uh, no, that came out in like twenty fourteen. Oh, um, definitely not. <laughs> it was Freddie Gibbs. It was um produced by Madlib. Um, the production was great. Yeah. Yes. The production was great. Freddie Gibbs from iCarly. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Dad, can you please start talking? <laughs> what would you like me what to say? What did you listen to? What did he listen to? <laughs> what did you listen to? Uh, moving Pictures. Moving okay. Pictures. By Rush. It's uh, Fantastic. Never... Yeah, it's, it's their, like, singles album, kind of. Right. Um, I had heard a couple of the songs before. I really liked Witch Hunt, specifically the drums in Witch Hunt. Um, I've said this before, but there was only one god, and his name was Neil Peart. Excellent. I don't know what else I have to say about that. No, the the drums in all of these songs are, are phenomenal. Dude, he's amazing. It's, uh, it's Bass playing. The dude, you know, people sleep on Alex, too. Yes. Lifeson's such a good guitarist. But the other two guys are so great, it's kind of like being John Paul Jones and Zepp or whatever. But yeah, dude, where, he's where it's fantastic. Like, yeah, oh God, you can't sleep on any of the members of Rush. And mm -mm. I, I really like Rush. Yeah, I've also come to the point where if, I think if you don't like Eddie Lee's voice, you're a coward. <laughs> you're a coward. It's, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I used to be like, oh, I can understand not liking Geddy Lee's voice. And I'm like, man, if you listen to Led Zeppelin and then you think that Geddy Lee sucks, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a coward and a fool. Wow. You would think, though, that people that listen to Zeppelin would be Rush. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's Especially you know? after listening to Led Zeppelin 4 and then listening to the Rush album, I'm like, this is like... A, not even like a degree of difference away. This is almost... It's very... Yeah, right, It's right, very right. similar. Right, right, right. Uh, not my favorite Rush album, though. No, what's your favorite? Uh, there's still a couple that I haven't listened to, but probably 2112. Have you ever heard Clockwork Orange? Clockwork Angels? Clockwork Angels, I mean. Clockwork, Clockwork Angels is, is my second favorite Rush album. Dude, it's really good for something that was kind of later on in the career. That's, that's what I thought. I said I saw the release date, and I was like, this is going to be like late stage. I, you know, I didn't really know much they're about They're checking food, out. They're that's checking not who out. they were. No, I mean, dude, uh, Brought Up to Believe, mm -hmm. Unreal, uh, The Anarchist, amazing. I'm not the biggest fan of Carnies, um, but just like the, the second half of the album is just unreal. Yeah. And the first half, but but especially I think the second half with like Seven Cities of Gold and The Wreckers. Do you like Presto? A band? No, Presto. The, there's a record Presto? Wasn't Presto 
Wasn't Presto the weird one? There's so many Rush albums, I cannot Scroll down to the yes, bunny. Yes, Presto, 1989. Yeah. Dude, I used to... That I owned for a while, and it's it's got, like, Magic Wand on It's... Dude. Okay. It's pretty good, bro. It's like a hill with a floating magician hat on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's a, a rough album cover. Popping out, and then there's just a bunch of bunnies in the foreground. Bro. Just album cover rules. Saw them one time in... Con- I saw them a couple times, but one time I saw them in... Bunny pops out of one hat. Bunny pops out of the other hat kind of bouncing around mm-hmm. bunny turns to the other bunny shoots it yes, yes sir yes sir <laughs> <laughs> i'll add that i'll add that to the list of things because dude check it out i think you'll dig it i, I want to listen to that one daddy and i want to listen to again when when an artist has dozens of albums it is it's so difficult it's it's also like daunting like getting into prince is just like oh my god where do i even start right getting into bowie is like oh my god where do i even start right and you can go online, but if you ask, like, if you go to a artist's, like, subreddit or something, and you ask, well, like, where do I start with them? Someone will give you a dissertation mm-hmm. that they just typed up off the top of their head. Right. I just want someone to be like, oh, you know, um, Scary Monsters is a good place to start. That's all I want. Right. <laughs> but they're really passionate, so it often becomes, like, what Rush album should I start with? And it's like, oh, well, if you like this, you should go with this. And then blah, 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 blah. Right, but they're also so invested, they don't want you to misstep and not like their what they love. Absolutely. It's it's like, when I think of, like, what what, what would I get someone into wrestling with? I, th- I have to think, like, well, if they like... Right. they like big, big, goofy action, watch some lucha, you know, stuff like that, right. where I, I totally get it. But what kind of movies do you like first? You know what I mean? Because if, if you tell me what kind of movies you like, then I might be able to tell you how... What kind of song you like? What kind of wrestling match you like? What kind of you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and then probably listen to Permanent Waves. Good deal. Because or, I, I mean I've loved every album I've listened to, but it's mostly the earlier stuff like Fly By Night, Twenty One Twelve, Farewell to Kings, Hemispheres. That's what I'm most familiar with, and mm-hmm. then of course Clockwork Angels. Right. Right. Um, what did you listen to? Me. I think I'm gonna keep it simple. I listened to a lot of stuff this week, but I okay. <laughs> I wound up diving into uh, Derek and the Dominoes, which is Clapton and uh, Dwayne Allman's uh, Layla and other assorted love songs, and it is maybe as depressing a ride through relationships as you can get. There's Bell Bottom Blues is on there. There, uh, Why Does Love Have to Be So Sad is on there. Layla is a song about Clapton. Is this song is this album is being recorded. He, Dwayne, first of all, Clapton's the second best, might be the second best guitarist on the record because Dwayne is really phenomenal. Clapton is actively pursuing George Harrison's wife when this is being written. Layla is a name he subs for her because he cannot call her by her name because George will know. And wow. Right, and so when you start seeing the songs and the content that goes through the songs, and you start realizing the, what he's going through as both, absolutely, he shouldn't be going through it because it ain't. He winds up marrying her, by the way, and he and George wind up staying friends because life's weird. But matter of fact, this this up here where there's a George Harrison concert for he's got an all star band, yeah. Clapton's in it. Um, Was that post, box set post right wife there. stealing? I do believe it's post-wife stealing. Also, uh, pre-wife stealing, he plays the solo in My Guitar Gently Weeps in a band that has other guitarists. Clapton sits in with the Beatles. 
Um, but point being, as you see the just the torturous whatever must be going on in Clap and Clapton is uh, an admitted delving deeply into drugs during all of this too. So he's just so depressed with everything. It's it's a it's a tough ride. But it also made me think of the outro of that song is of Layla. It's like a piano outro, and when I was growing up, they had these things you won't even know about that are called radio edits. And the first few times you would hear Layla, you'd hear it on the radio, and it wouldn't be the outro. Yeah. Or like there's a song that Springsteen wrote that uh, Manfred Mann's, uh, I think Manfred Mann's Earth Band right, does it, Blinded by the Light. I was singing it walking around the house today because that's the one I immediately think of because they, first of all, like I said, it to me, it is classic rock, that, that cover version of that song, Blinded by the Light. But also they like, there's a long guitar solo and then they kind of redo the whole song and like fast forward while the the lead singer is singing blinded by the light and then it's the guy just is going over it madman mozart was checking out the weather charts too that whole thing is going on none of that is in the radio edit and it's like what on earth and i remember one time they were arguing with axel about sweet child of mine and taking the guitar solo into where do we go now off and he was like, how am I going to let you put this song on the radio and not have Slash's solo on it? And he followed that up with, Layla without the piano outro sucks. That's the whole point is there's all this venom and then there's hopelessness and then there's the piano outro and then there's Dwayne and, and Eric kind of whispering over the piano. And without that, the song doesn't have the same meaning. Incomplete. Sweet Child is has no meaning without where do we go, where do we go now? <laughs> you know what I'm literally, saying? Literally. Yeah, right, right, That's right. the coolest right. part of the song, too. Oh, you're going to cut that. It's so weird That's when you literally say... literally the coolest thing the band ever did. We will take... <laughs> to con- c- consider somebody made a decision that we will take these artists' vision and cut them in time for the sake of brevity alone. <laughs> that gives me a headache, Three minutes man. and 42 seconds. That's all we get. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing over that. But that, that... I mean, I just simplified to that. Sorry. Um, so is that a rap? That is a rap, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, so uh, is this a rap? Yes, four, four Green Day Jared, KP, four, um, four, uh, four. Uh, I don't remember your nickname. I don't remember nickname. Ratatouille Ray. Raytitude. Rollins Band Ray. Rage. Green, green Ray. Rage Ray. Raging inside me. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm just... Go home, he the titular copyright. Ray from Twen- Ray's Music Reviews. Yes, the titular. Um, 2021. Check home. out our friends at the Gin Project. G-I-N-N Project.com. Bye. Next week, we are doing Amy Winehouse Back to Black.